Wait, you haven't seen that? Past potential picks. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Past Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and I'm joined by Chris Dewar. Now, of course, we've been doing many of these potential picks, and this is a special edition where we go back in time to uh, a movie or film that one of us has seen and the other hasn't, and one of us has to challenge that person to see it. This week was my turn, and I challenged Chris to the 1980s film Fletch, starring Chevy Chase, a fantastic comedy that... I don't think a lot of people know about, and I know Chris was aware of it, but I wanted to challenge him to see this comedy because I knew he'd enjoy it. So here we are. So right off the bat here, Chris, um, I'm so glad you got to check this out. What did you think right off the bat? What was your, what were your thoughts about this film? You had told me about Fletch a few times and, you know, as movies you recommend to me. And also my dad had brought up Fletch a few times to me before in the past. Uh, You know, my family, we're big on the vacation films. We tend to watch those quite often. And um, of course, you know, looking at him with, uh, you know, community, knowing him in his older work, you know, but he really had this huge career in kind of the 70s, 80s into 90s, uh, you know, coming off on of SNL and going into films. Uh, and this is one of his big kind of, you know, I guess you could say small franchises being that it was, um, you know, he had two movies here. And then of course, thinking of Caddyshack's another big one I know him from. I was excited to watch it to see what it is about. Um, you know, I really had no information about the movie apart from he's in it. It's an 80s movie. It's kind of like a, a a crime movie. And of course, it's very funny. So watching it for the first time after first viewing, I will say something that I think is so great about this movie is it really plays to Chevy's strength, which is that like very dry, sarcastic, quick humor in that it's not a lot of like slapstick comedy that would come uh, and other things he's done more of the vacation films. I feel has a lot more of that, but really this character is someone that's very like, he kind of is okay with taking a little bit of a risk when it comes to running his mouth. Uh, and it's, it's probably almost for his enjoyment. Like the thing is, I think he always, when he's talking to whether it's someone he's interested in because of a crime or something because of a report or of a potential, you know, love situation. Uh, he just runs his mouth and he says these funny outlandish things and they're so quick. And, you know, you don't, I don't, I'm sure I didn't catch all of them in the first viewing. I'd have to go back to really get all the little jokes and stuff. And the other thing too, is to think of movies that would come later in the nineties and on with, you know, Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy, you know, playing multiple characters this is kind of funny because it's him disguised as a bunch of people, but he's still fletched the entire time. You know, it's like yeah. he's he's putting on a persona to try to get some more information. But of course, the persona he's playing, he's clueless as what to that persona's job is or the information he's supposed to know. You know, he he's able to get himself into the door multiple times. Yeah. But then we see these like we see these comedic moments where, you know, like for example, he all of a sudden comes into the hospital and gets himself in as like a doctor. And all of a sudden he finds himself next to this doctor performing this, you know, surgery. And it's very grotesque. And you can just tell, and the way that they film it 
you're just watching Fletch's reaction and he's almost about to like puke <laughs> and stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of clever. And it, you know, it really is that eighties uh, movie music. I mean, it's like a very, the same, the same theme is like the only music they wrote and it plays over and over again. And it's funny yeah. you say that because the music was by Harold Faltermeyer and he was very well known from the Beverly Hills cop films that, that synth pop okay. kind of style. That so sense. yeah. So that top gun, a lot of those. So it's, it is very eighties. And I think like, just like Beverly Hills cop like this, he does play the really good, like eighties um, detective. Cause it is kind of a detective. He's a reporter, but it is a really good detective story. Like notwithstanding with the comedy, the story is an interesting plot. Like you're wondering like, you know, what's going on. Cause the very beginning of this, you know, spoiler warning has been out for several years, um, 35 yeah. years, <laughs> but uh, it has become a cl- uh, cult following, but the, you know, basic plot of him is this reporter kind of bringing down this drug um, drug bust. He's trying to report on, you know, he gets proposed to this guy. Like, I want you to kill me um, because I'm going to die. And he's like, you know, and I'll pay you $50,000. It's like, cause he's a reporter. He's like, this, this sounds too good to be true. So he, he's, trying to solve two things in one but you're right it it is really funny that just the feel and it's interesting that even though it's you know 35 year old film um it it, it's aged fairly well and like some some of the stuff i would say like it's not um it's not slapstick but it's very clever humor it's not like really not really too risque i think there's you know a little bit of you know some innuendo but nothing like it's not like you know and then the fun part also with this film i going off on different tangents is seeing and i don't know if you got the first viewing but seeing a lot of these actors and actresses that you know have small parts but they went on to do like a lot of a lot of films you know oh years yeah later. for sure i mean obviously right off the bat uh you know i look at someone like tim Matheson, who's been in a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff and the first movie i ever saw him in was of course black sheep as chris farley's brother in that movie you know uh and then um looking at like uh dana wheeler nicholson i'm going like where do i know her from like she seems familiar tombstone you know she was one of the wives in tombstone and there was yeah a couple of smaller characters i mean you have you know even though he's recognizable to me maybe in the time that people didn't really recognize him but like george went is one of like the druggy guys on the on the street yeah. And then even um even one of the guys uh very small bit part was one of the cops uh was the guy who's the dad on Fresh Prince. Yep, Uncle Uncle Phil. <laughs> Uncle Phil. Uh and at first I was like, who is that? Because he, yeah. he did look younger. I mean, we're not talking a huge time difference from no. when Fresh Prince would start, but he definitely looked different than the stern father in Fresh Prince, and he was just a small cop part. Um, but it really was like a fun, like it has all the eighties tropes of a, a cop, you know, and yes, it's true. Even though Fletch is not a police detective, but he's acting like, because he's this reporter and he's going to go to the ends to try to figure out this case. It's kind of like he is taking on this detective persona and he kind of gets whiplashed into this, this mystery where at times it's almost at the risk of his own life. But again the way he talks and the way that he's always smart thinking and kind of almost one step ahead of everybody it makes for a lot of funny comedy moments when he does kind of catch whether it's a bad person or someone's working for the bad person you know catching them almost in an off guard moment but again it's these moments too like another one another scene that cracked me up a lot was 
there's a scene where he pretends to be like an airplane mechanic <laughs> and uh, Gordon you, have these, Liddy. you have these two guys. And of course you have the one guy who I definitely recognize from blazing saddles uh, to no surprise. Cause the writer of Fletch uh, helped pen the original script for blazing saddles. Mm-hmm. But this is a scene of, you know, him, he's trying to get some information where this plane might go and why is it, you know, fueled to a certain point, getting the pinpoints of where, you know, he's trying to get information, but he also has to try to pretend to be a mechanic in the scene. So they're like, why don't you uh, fix the, you know, the so-and-so. Then he goes to like the front part of the plane and the guy's like, you know, it's in the back, right? He was like, of course I do. I was just checking the luggage. (laughs) Like, you know, he keeps having to like, you know, mouth his way out of these situations because clearly if he actually tried to work on the plane, he'd be caught. And it was yeah. kind of funny that this kind of kept happening. And so these these funny personas and these funny things where he would put on these, you know, various costumes and wigs and things. And it, I feel like a lot of the movies in that time, there was probably more of the serious movies that, you know, people, when they go undercover as a cop, but having Chevy do it in a very fun way, including like the very ending cracked me up when he was kind of like, he looked like Moses, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, he was like Moses on skates. And he's Moses like on this skates. Bum. Yeah. You know? So I, I did like those those elements of the movie that they played into kind of the tropes of, of kind of the detective cop movies of the time, but the spin of comedy with someone like Chevy Chase, who's a very natural uh, in that kind of leading man role where he he still can play the 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 nice guy. He can play the romantic. He could play the goofball. Um, the sophisticated one, like he gets to play a lot of different faces in this movie, and it really did play to his strength. And you, know, you could see why he was the right man to be cast in that. And if they were to ever do a reboot of this type of material, um, you know, I think you and I would agree that someone that I think is similar uh, to his type, similar to his acting style nowadays, someone that is good with that kind of quick wit when it comes to line delivery and stuff would probably be someone like Jason Sudeikis, who I know has been brought up before as a potential uh, remake candidate, but um, there, I haven't really seen anything else pop up in terms of, you know, big news for this to go forward. Um, now, have you seen Fletch Lives? Is that the second one called Fletch Lives? Yeah, no, I have not seen it. And I, I had, um, I got into this film because of my dad, and he had said it's not really as good. And I think, yeah, for it, it's not, I would like to check it out just because of the hijinks of him doing the different characters and things like that. So I would like to see it. And I would actually like to go back to the source material because it actually based on a series of books, um, which I didn't yeah, I know that, when yeah. I first, when I first saw that. So I thought that was kind of cool, but um, yeah, through the last two decades, there's been this big like try um, attempt to reboot it uh, from people like Kevin Smith I've been working at the creators of Scrubs, Bill Lawrence, um, a lot. And now as of 2020, uh, July, there is a reboot back on at Miramax, but they say Jack actor, John Hamm is spearheading the project will star and producer. So, um, and it's going to be based on the second book in the series, but I, you know, that's like I said, yeah, this is very, I'm not, I would like to see what the source material is like because maybe Chevy chase and that whole style of the film, is not with the books. Maybe it, it would be, but I think this material blends a really good line between it is, there's a little bit edge to it. There's a little bit of, you know, drama. There's really good humor. It, it is very quick witted and you pay attention. And I like also the fact that just like those neo-noir, those kind of, um, you know, cop 
like black and white dramas like they have the little of the classic uh, narration where he's like kind of narrating yeah. the whole thing. So it's like, it was on a Tuesday. So I, it's a little bit of everything and the music and, and it's just funny. I keep going back to this film over and again. I still enjoy it. And I think that's something to be said about the Thomas of it, that it, it has become a, a bit of a cult classic. And I think a lot of films like Caddyshack, this one, but I don't think this is well known, you know, as Caddyshack. And I think it's probably one of honestly Chevy Chase's best work. Um, and I wish more people would check out this out, this film. Cause it's, I think it's great. Yeah. It's, it's to me, it's a perfect, like you need a movie on an afternoon or like a weekend and just something that you don't really need. You don't need to, you know, have something that's like, I really got to focus or I don't, you know, I want to watch something. And I just don't have to pay attention. You do have to pay attention a little, but um, it has replay value to it. I think it's a fun, like anytime movie. It's not something that you need to, you know, I need to be super awake for. Um, and it's not long, you know, it's only about hundred minutes. So, uh, you know, good run time. And yeah, it was a fun film. Glad to have finally seen it. So uh, uh, I look forward to revisiting this movie in the future down the line. And maybe one day you and I will check out the sequel and see uh, see if it pans out or not. You yeah, know? Maybe we'll, we'll have to see sequels that nobody likes or something. <laughs> yeah. review. That'll be the next thing. We decided to look at a film that nobody wanted to watch, but we're going to do anyway. So, but uh, yeah, I'm so glad you checked it out. And I'm, I'm glad this will add this to your repertoire of comedy films. And it's something more that you and your dad can laugh about and reference time and time and again. That's right. So thank you for having me watch Fletch. And that was this week's past potential pick. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.